wouldn't make it a habit calling me that, son. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Hello, hello. It is Lori H. Schwartz, your tech cat, and we are continuing to broadcast live on voiceamerica.com at the Insight Innovation Exchange Conference, which is one of the largest insights and marketing conferences in North America. And we've been talking to uh, great thought leaders today, learning all about the future of marketing and research. So much innovation happening in this space um, based on new behaviors and new technology platforms and very fitting now to, to talk about innovation with our next speaker, Mr. Ari Popper from Sci Futures, who I've interviewed a few times on the show, and Ari's actually responsible for why Voice America came to today's event, because Ari said, you have to come. There's such great thinking going on at this conference. So Ari Popper from Sci Futures, tell our audience all about you, for those who have been naughty and have not been listening diligently to every single show I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. It's great to be back with the fabulous Laurie. Um, <laughs> My name is Ari Popper. I'm the CSI Futures, and we're a science fiction prototyping company. So we use science fiction writers to help our clients uh, get a better sense of where the world's going and their role within the world. Um, and then we build all the cool stuff that they invent in their stories. Um, not only do our clients, not only do sci-fi writers write stories, but our clients do too. Um, so for the first time at this conference today, I shared some of the key themes and visions, almost the collective imagination that executives have of the future. Um, so that was fun. Ooh, so give us some uh, some examples of that. Because yeah. you, you have many different clients who have gone through your process. That's right. And uh, so you get from them what they think the future is. So wh what have you learned? That's right, yeah. Um, work in lots of different industries. So there's quite a few really interesting themes that keep popping up again and again. Um, so the, the, I'd say the four or five biggest ones are um, Internet of Things and the smart home. So um, whenever we get executives talk about the future, there's always the sense that homes are going to be super smart. They're going to know us. They're going to understand us. Um, they're going to respond to us. Um, so it's not just about controlling the home or knowing when your fridge is running low in milk. It's your home adjusting the environment to better meet your individual needs. So that's pretty sci-fi-like. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Very. Um, we also see this idea of personal assistant as AI. You know, AI is a as a little bot buddy. So somebody who, so in, sorry, an intelligence, an artificial intelligence that gets to know you very personally and intimately. Um, there's a virtuous circle so that the more data you share with it, the smarter it becomes and the better it becomes at serving you and it keeps improving that way. Um, so we see this idea of running around in the future with these little assistants that just make that life that just that little bit better for us. Yeah. And do you think it's because a lot of these executives are sort of caught up in watching science fiction movies, so that's what they've seen? Or is it because they dream and fantasize themselves about this? Well, I think it's just when we, use, when we ask executives and we give them permission and the space to use their imagination about the future, um, all the stuff that they've been reading and the stuff that we've helped them get exposed to kind of bubbles up and they start to play with these ideas and it's really interesting to see uh, you know what they come up with and where their imagination goes um, you know the other things that we're seeing is which I think is really interesting is is Alexa you know um, five ten years ago if, if I would have said to you 
yeah, in the future, there's going to be a device in the house that basically understands your your needs when you talk to it and can adjust the the home environment. Um, that would be pretty sci-fi like and seem a little kind of far-fetched, right? But what's happening with Alexa is that it's happening right now. Um, and I think when Amazon started selling Alexa, they thought, oh, it might be this cool little way for people to access our, you know, shopping platform but it's turned into something so much bigger it's turned into this basically control mechanism to the house as you know laurie because yeah have i mean many? we have, you three, have 16 <laughs> we house? have three alexas in one room and well no <laughs> <laughs> we have them in our kitchen in our bedroom and also in our uh sort of den uh managing the stereo and i think you're you're absolutely right like in at first we were just curious about it mm. but what it's become is this major discovery engine for us in our house yeah um, and I can see how brands are jumping aboard that to make sure that they're included in that discovery process. So I know Capital One, Domino's, yeah. um, and there are a few others that have already started to play. Yeah, Uber. Uber, that's yeah. right. And yeah. so by Connect, and obviously it controls Campbell's. your house. So yeah. I could see why all of your CEOs and CMOs are intrigued by Alexa. Yeah, I think, you know, I think there were 100 skills in January. And now I think they're over a thousand. And the skills are are the recipes basically right. for what Alexa does. Exactly. Um, what's very interesting is just you know as you look at the evolution of the industry now. So Alexa basically opened the door to Google, and now Google's trying to get on board. And I think today Apple are going to announce um, a Siri developers program to develop more on Siri like they're developing um, on Alexa and exactly. Google and exactly. then you know from my China visit JD.com yeah. which is sort of a competitor to Alibaba in China and yeah. like Amazon JD.com has their version of Alexa which is it's called Ding Dong, which doesn't translate so well. Because <laughs> the witch is dead? Well, JD and <laughs> I know, I whatever. But <laughs> anyway, but everyone seems to understand that, that, that this concept of a voice activation as a discovery engine is mm. really the future of how a lot of things will be. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really the future. So yeah. what, what other things are preoccupying the, the Fortune 500 companies and all these executives yeah. that you've spoken to? What other science fiction tropes are there? Well, I think this, you know, VR, AR... Um, you know, ubiquity that's starting to happen, um, you know, with, with virtual reality becoming so compelling and so immersive right now. Um, I think we're starting to see that a lot in stories. Um, I personally think that VR will, will be powerful, but I think AR is the one that's going to be more ubiquitous. Right, and uh, more business-centric, right? Exactly. So we were at Augmented World Expo um, this year. This year, I think last week. I can't keep track of time. It's impossible. Um, and... Um, what was interesting was the amount of industrial and enterprise applications that we saw in demos. Um, not only the growth year on year, but also um, the fact that there were these how to repair a tractor. And, you know, this is a factory floor. And by wearing these glasses, you can see exactly what you need to do to complete the task effectively and on time. Um, I think that's really exciting um, using AR in that way. Um, of course, we've got that super secretive and incredibly obscenely well-funded company called Magic Leap in Orlando. Um, they have literally billions and billions and billions of dollars. Um, and their technology is incredible because it projects right onto the retina. <clears throat> and so you get photorealistic, you know, virtual objects that look just as real as, um, you know, physical objects. Um, that's going to be super interesting if that becomes mainstream and 
It's going to rock the world. It's going to be amazing. Now, you you just you guys just published a book yeah. um, about uh, science fiction, and yeah. um, you you worked with a lot of science fiction writers. Mm-hmm. What are some of the themes that they were talking about a lot? Yeah, um, the, the idea of a smart city, right? So cities of the future are ones that um, aren't these passive places where people hang out. They're more active and more involved in their citizens' lives. Um, almost the point where some of these cities have personalities um, you know they're kind of your home has a persona um, and uh, you kind of get to know your home or you get to know your your home or actually the one story I re- uh, that's really great is um, um, Los Angeles is an AI oh the whole city is the an whole AI. city is an so AI. cities become uh, AI that's right they're, yeah. so they're municipal AIs okay which is super interesting um, oh that's interesting yeah so could you take a municipal AI then mm-hmm. and go to Chicago and make it feel like LA for the day? <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, um, you know, I wrote a story um, about um, the power of sensors. You know, Laurie, as you know, yeah. we, we do tours of CES. And yes. this year, sensors were huge, right? Yes. We kind of had these industrial-grade sensors filtering down to consumer benefits. Um, so I speculated, well, what, what happens when everything has a rock, really smart stack of sensors on it? Um, and so what happens is cities start to become alive. They basically go from dumb, you know, dormant objects to these intelligent interacting objects. Um, everything in a city w- could potentially have a sensor on, whether it's um, the crazy. door, a door, a, a room, a house, a street. Would, yeah. would, does a sensor mean that some men will become more sensitive? <laughs> Um, I mean, you got to ask, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> a lobotomy, I think, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, just in yeah. general, uh, yeah. because you guys, th- your whole your whole theory for the company is really look at um, science fiction and use it as a, a way to get to the future, to get to new ideas. Yeah. Um, are you are you seeing now a lot of the science fiction that you read as a kid and that turns you on as an adult, which is why you formed this company? Are you seeing mm. a lot of it play out? Yeah, we are. I mean, even quicker than we would expect i think you know sci-fi is not predictive if you if you look into sci-fi to predict the future you're going to have a really hard time um you might there might be a couple of things that you get right but um what it really is is it's an inspirational device and that's more interesting so you know what if um i could basically um play games in 3d fully immersive in front of me um we've seen that in sci-fi for years um you know ready player one and um, snow crash um, but you know what's amazing is how quickly it's it's happening and I think it sets an expectation sci-fi great sci-fi will set an expectation this is how the future could be and then you get the geeks of the world who want to build it and that right. is really interesting what what yeah. um, authors would you recommend that people dig into uh, I would I would recommend Neil Stevenson Ari Popper <laughs> no, yeah. yeah very good um, I, and I like Neil Stevenson's work I mean he's kind of brilliant mind and he, you know, Snow Crash is a classic. Um, Ernest Cline, Ready Player One. I hear that some Silicon Valley companies are making the employees read that on the first day on the job. Right, and the movie's out in 2018 yes. or something like that. Hopefully right. it'll be good. Um, you know, I think um, I, I like kind of hard sci-fi mm-hmm. um, that's fairly closer in because uh, I think that's kind of fun. Uh, a good friend of mine, Will Hurtling, writes um, a bit more dystopian sci-fi. So what happens when AI take over and... Uh, when your email begins to become smarter than everything else on the planet. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like it already is sort of. Yeah. So predict. So like email that's optimized. Yeah. And so you just type an email, and then it optimizes itself to make sure the person does what you want them to do. 
and that spins out of control. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, fun. There's a lo- there's a lot of reading out there, of course. Now we were just talking about at this conference. There's yeah. been so much, uh, so many uh, companies we've talked to that are really innovating in marketing research in a way yeah. that we never thought possible. Yeah. What what has blown you away so far today that you've learned about? Yeah, I think uh, you know there's a lot of fragmentation in the marketplace. So I, I spent most of my career in market research, and there were you know five or six big companies and a few small ones but now it's just split off into these millions and millions of stuff well millions thousands of startups um all doing really interesting stuff um you know i I personally really like the uh the more passive data collection so i don't like the survey data stuff because i feel like people don't really tell you what they think and feel they try to but they don't i'm really interested in in the passive the big data and uh, those folks that you brought out to us um they use cell phone all the data that your cell phone produces to get just inside. data that happens to spin out of that's behavior. That's right. Out that's out of super interesting for me. Well, yeah. um, Ari Popper, we're gonna wrap up right now. Quick. But um, right. where can we Peace. where oh. <laughs> <laughs> where can we keep up with what you guys are doing? I know you just published a book, right? Yeah. So where do we find the Follow book? Follow us on LinkedIn um, and uh, our website. And Amazon has what's the name of the book? You can find the book. It's called City of the Future by Sci Futures. Okay. Uh, you can find it online on Amazon and all good. And, online book and, and then also scifutures.com yeah. yeah that's awesome thanks Laurie sorry we're, you're still talking here okay <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, Ari Popper ladies and gentlemen we will be back live again Ooh. on voiceamerica.com here at the IIEX conference coming to you live from Atlanta peace out <laughs> <laughs> you want the truth face the facts this is Voice America